it's all you never saw Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way That's just a little bit more than the noble allow Just a good old boy They wouldn't change if they could Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood Good evening and welcome to episode 2 of season 2 of One Man and His Cabin Fever Normally do these on a Saturday. Didn't do it on Saturday this week. Gonna do it on a Sunday. Didn't do it on the Sunday either. So here I am on Monday night, on the bank holiday, uh, doing my podcast. Really, me get back into the habit of doing it on the Saturday. Uh, it seems to be the best day to do it. But uh, we'll go with the Monday, and uh, we'll see what happens this Saturday coming. And so I hope everyone who's listening's had a a great weekend. Uh, and a good last week. Last week it was Laura's birthday. You remember me talking about that on the Monday. We took the Monday off to go shopping. Laura's actually here right now. She's just sitting across from me in bed silently watching her phone. So I said I was going upstairs to do the podcast. And Laura said, well, I'll, I'll just come with you and I'll sit silently. So she's not going to be interacting during this podcast. She's just sitting in her zen-like mode, relaxing in her bed. So, <coughs> I'm coffee right now, I have coffee. So how did uh, Laura's birthday go? Well, it was great. It was a, it was a great day. Um, we went out for breakfast in the morning. Um, we went to a place in Aberdeen called The Harvester. Um, and we normally go there, when the world was normal, we would normally go there with the kids because they do quite, they do some quite good deals. They do. Uh, good deals on burgers and they've got like a salad bar where you can go up and help yourself with free salad so there's like pickled onions and coleslaw and beetroot and all manner of different things uh, bread rolls butter so uh, you can pretty much stack up before you, before you even have your your main meal you don't need a starter and you get unlimited juices and so with covid they've been closed for quite a long time so uh, we decided we were going to go there for breakfast before we went uh, around town uh, so Laura got all her oh, spend all her birthday money and her vouchers and such and we, we got in there we were the first people there um, which maybe showed how desperate we were or just how punctual we are I think it was probably more punctual than desperation uh, we got into the car park and uh, there was a guy there cutting the grass um, and as we reversed into our parking space he was quite animated and Laura and I were both like what the fuck is he What's he shouting at? But his, his uh, pal was at the top of the hill behind us, cutting the grass. Uh, so he was actually being really helpful in the fact that he was telling us to move our car or it was going to get covered in wet grass. So we did that. Um, and then we got out of the car, I think it was like 8.57, 8.58. Tried the door, it was shut. And then we could stand outside like a couple of fannies for two minutes. Which was, uh, probably looked like we were desperate just for food. Um, but 9 o'clock on the dot, they opened up the doors. And in we went, sat down, um, and it was nice to go in and sit down, and we were put in a little booth, 
the lady quickly told us that there would be no scrambled eggs and no lawn sausage, uh, which was fine, it was no big issue, and it was simply because the suppliers hadn't managed to get the, the stuff there in time for it. Um, and we then got the menu and we picked our we picked our breakfasts. So I think Laura had bacon pancakes and I had the ultimate breakfast, which just meant I could pick anything I liked. So it was really good. Until the another couple came in uh, and sat behind us. And I'm going to refer to this, uh, not so much the girl, but I'm going to refer to the guy this couple as Discount Dave. I have no idea what his name was. Um, but within five minutes of them arriving, I was almost ready just to pack it up and fuck off because they they had asked or the, the waitress had said to them as they sat down just to make you aware we, we're not going to be able to do scrambled eggs and we're not going to be able to do lawn sausage now bear in mind they still had the option of fried eggs uh, poached eggs a boiled egg they still had the office the, the, the option of lynx sausage um, you know so it was not like there wasn't that type of food available, just not that style. And uh, when she told them this, uh, the guy was like, oh, well, so are we going to get a discount? Which I, I couldn't really believe because this place had just opened up. And I thought, you know, what? why are you asking for a discount? It was it scrambled and was it, you know, was your breakfast going to be scrambled eggs and lawn sausage? Hopefully not, but it was really bizarre. Um, and he said to the girl, he says, you know, if we're not going to get a discount, we can just go somewhere else. It was really quite an arsey thing to say, considering they'd just opened. You know, there was the, the second customer or, uh, towards this waitress. And I must, um, she must have been thinking, furlough seems pretty fucking good round about now when I've got to deal with such dicks as this. So she, she was professional and she said, I'll, I'll go and check. And she came back and she said, well, I think we could probably do some sort of discount. Uh, and then the guy said, can you just remind me what you don't have again? And uh, she explained what they didn't have. And then the prick went and ordered the ultimate breakfast. So, they didn't have scrambled eggs, they didn't have lawn sausage. But you ordered the ultimate breakfast, which he then picked fried eggs, boiled eggs, link sausage. Uh, and the girl who was complaining that maybe some of the vegetarian stuff wasn't available, then ordered the ultimate breakfast as well. Um, so they were just a couple of chancers. And uh, I just thought, you know, with the, with the country being in the state it is, if you're going to go to a restaurant and complain the fact that some of the stuff might not be there because some of the suppliers have just opened up, maybe don't go out. Maybe just stay at home. Um, so it was just, it, well, it was, it was a, it was a pain in the arse to sit and listen to this boy. To be honest with you, it was uh, just a chancer, you know. We should be trying to help uh, these industries get back on their feet, uh, and he's looking for a fucking discount, and the prick got it as well. So that was uh, it was a bit of a, sh a bit of a shitty start to our day, but uh, you know what? More and more people started showing up in the harvester, um, and uh, it was probably lucky that we went in when, probably lucky we went in when we did because some of the people that were going in there, I don't know if they just like woke up out of some sort of slumber or hibernation, but they were just like a really unattract a really unattractive feature for me in in women is when they sound like guys or they sound like chavs and there was about four or five of them came in at once and they were all just like all right cheers men can i that's it oh i can't wait to get a, a bacon softy or can't wait to get a sausage bop just sounded like they were on drugs and uh, as the the guys or one of the guys sat them down um 
one of their girls just kept, like, kept repeating, I cheers Paul, cheers Paul, cheers Paul Ken, cheers Paul, I Ken. It was just like, this is grim. I wish we'd never actually went there. But uh, we were leaving just at the right time. Um, and there was other, other people kind of arriving as we were just leaving. Like a mother and toddlers group who it could only just have nothing but sympathy for uh, once they go into that place because they would have had to listen to that uh, noise coming from that table and the boy probably getting you know a one pound fifty discount and, and getting a right chuffed over it. So uh, have I missed eating out? Uh, probably missed eating out from a normal perspective, but that's twice we've done it now in the last probably six months because we did it at Christmas time when the rules were relaxed and we went to TGIs. And it was like eating in the North Pole, because you eat with your jacket on, uh, air conditioning was on, and it was uh, a reduced menu, the prices weren't reduced. Um, but you know what, that's fine, that was our choice, we, we went there and, and we paid the price for what we wanted. Uh, and that's the second, well not maybe the second time, because we go to a place in, in Muckles called the Stack and Shack, and that's already always really nice, but as far as eating out in town, that's the second time, and uh, food was nice enough, it was just... Just some of the people who were showing up, you know, fucking zombies. If only we could describe them. Just feeding, you know, feeding just like a plague of locusts, looking for anything for free, um, at anything they could possibly get. So, so never mind. That's <laughs> that's what it was. I wrote stuff down this week, and one of the questions I wrote was, "Have I missed eating out?" Uh, and to remind myself about how bad it was, my notes says, "No, not with that crop of cunts." <laughs> So, that's probably how I felt about it on Monday. Um, cheers, pal. Unbelievable. So, yeah, we left uh, We left the harvest there, and then we went to uh, Union Square in Aberdeen, uh, the main shopping centre, and we got a space relatively easy. It wasn't that busy. Uh, and we got into the, the, the shopping arena, and uh, first place we hit was New Look, where Laura was met with a, a young lady at the door who said that everything had 25% off which was like music to her ears as we ran around the shop and uh, like a supermarket sweep, just looking for all the great deals. Uh, so we got out of there uh, with some with some new dresses and some new tops for Laura, which was uh, made her really happy. Then we'd have walk up to Marks and Sparks, which had a voucher for there, and we'd have walked around there and uh, got, a lovely, got a lovely jacket out of there. It was like an 80s jacket. So if you've ever seen the film Bridesmaids, uh, the, the woman who's uh, lost her mind on the plane. It's a, bit, it's a jacket like that. It looks really cool, actually. So uh, then we had a wander around the Bonacord Centre. We went into Next. There's a dress there that Laura liked, but it wasn't in her size. All the dresses were too big, so, which eventually got it online. So we had a really lovely time on Monday, actually. We were done and dusted by, I think, about midday, half twelve, something like that. And then uh, we came up, we came back out in the road to, to where we stay in Newton Hill, but we stopped off at Port Leffin and went into Matalan. And... Uh, that was just a different shopping experience um, in Matalan. Laura's pointing to her feet because uh, we went to a place, I'll, I'll trek back here. We went to a place in Aberdeen Union Square called Deutschmann, which is just like a, it's a place that does shoes and trainers and stuff. Uh, and as we went through the door there, uh, the guy said, oh, everything's got 25% off. And some of the things when you take them to the till, they've got 24% off. Have I said that right? can't remember that. I think we'll go with that. It was round about that anyway. So we went in and uh, Laura managed to get two new pairs of, well, two brand new pairs of shoes and boots. One, pa one pair cost £2.59 
I think the other pair was like three ninety nine or something. So she got two new brand pairs of shoes for like seven quid or something now, six fifty. And then I got a new pair of uh, just a pair of Puma trainers. They were uh, seventeen ninety nine, but when you got them to the till, they were like reduced to thirteen quid. Um, so it was just like bargain bargain deals. Like uh, we were going to go back to Deutschmann yesterday just to see if I could get another pair of those trainers. Uh, but uh, Aberdeen Union Square over the last couple of days has been filled with psychos who have been fighting over car parking spaces and everything. It's just like, you know, I said it on my podcast last week that I thought the shit would hit the fan, uh, and it did. We were lucky enough, I think we got out of Aberdeen at half twelve, one o'clock on Monday. But then Tuesday, Wednesday, people were just going, they were going fucking crazy. Just, you know, fighting over spaces and all sorts and then yesterday when Laura took uh, me and Connor into town so Connor could get his bus home she just sat at the side of the road with her hazards on not in the way of anyone um, but people probably thought she was just sitting there to avoid paying the parking the parking meter and they were driving past her guys were driving past her giving her the finger and calling her a wanker so for any of you, anyone who listens to this if you're one of those guys well done you're a fucking hero you uh you pulled a wanker sign or gave the middle finger to, to a woman who was just sitting there waiting for her partner to drop his son off at a bus station. Um, not sure what fucking business it was of yours, what we were doing anyway, but uh, there was loads of cars parked there with their hazards on. And that's just a sample of, uh, you know, human beings when they think they can, well, when things are just a little bit tough and testy and they think people are avoiding a couple of quid to pay a parking meter, which we weren't. It was just quicker to just park there and take them over to the bus station and come back literally five minutes so Deutschmann was really good uh, we then headed back out to Matalan which was just a different shopping experience because it's out with Aberdeen it was just so quiet and we walked around there um, and uh, we got some more well you got some more stuff in there didn't you so uh, all in all we came home and uh, it was fashion show time Laura likes to do a fashion show so she wanted to wait till the kids got home and then we sat in the dining room and I played some funky music uh, to which Laura then just kept strutting her stuff like she was on the catwalk. So she's really, I think she had a very good birthday. Um, seemed happy enough anyway. And then we had a, then we had a, a, a chippy tea at night because uh, that's the tea that kind of everyone wanted, I suppose. And Laura was happy to allow everyone to have that chippy tea. And it was a too much fatty foods on the Monday though, just too much, you know. And uh, I was suffering with uh, excess wind, really bad wind. Uh, to which the point I must have been farting all night uh, and when I got up for a pee and I came back to bed in the morning Laura said to me did you not smell how bad our room smelled and I was like actually no it was honking um, so maybe just stay away from the chipper and the breakfasts for a wee while um, a lot of people have been asking me this week if I'm going to be voting uh, in, the, in the Scottish elections and uh, it can be a I suppose a a nippy a nippy a nippy question if you're going to do it or not um and i said i'm not going to do it i said i'm not going to vote which will probably piss off a lot of people because like what a waste but you know um the, the the politicians of this country any country just tell you what you want to hear and uh you know they'll tell you oh well you know if you vote for me i'll cut this tax and i'll do this and i'll We'll work on policing, and we'll work on schools, and we'll do it. And, you know, they just tell you what you want to hear, and uh, we buy it. And uh, then we never really, we never really hear about what they've achieved. 
you know, I, I certainly don't anyway, maybe it's me and doesn't know that's not paying attention, but I never re really hear about anything they've achieved, uh, what they said they were going to set out to do, so my, my, my opinion on this, just my opinion is, you know, you can vote for whoever you like, it doesn't matter who goes in, they're going to do what they want, you know, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear to get that vote, and then once they're in there, they'll just do whatever pleases themselves, and then they'll argue about it like a bunch of school children in Parliament or Hollywood or whatever it is, you know, I watch... Sometimes I watch Prime Minister's Questions with Boris Johnson and the, the boy Sir Keir Starmer and I think to myself, these are the people that are in charge of the country. E even in Holyrood, these are the people who are in charge of the country and they bicker and argue and call each other names like children would. And uh, they're supposed to be the role model for people on how we behave. It's just, it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's they need a slap. A lot of them just need a slap. So I don't think I'll be voting. Uh, no one's... There's no one out there that I think, oh, yeah, you need to go and vote for this person because they actually... They might make a change to my life. And I had conversations with people during the week and I was like, what is the... You know, what difference does it make who you vote? You know, what actual change, what significant change can you put your finger on and say, oh, well, they did that for me. I, I can't think of any. So I just don't bother. Um, I always remember, I've told this story to a few people, when I used to stay in Sherrixley, um, and I was coming home late one night, um, this guy was coming out my, my, my driveway, and, and at that point in my life I was quite, I was almost like a hermit, I went to work and I came home, and unless I was going out with my pals, I just sat in the house, uh, and didn't speak to anyone, um, and I couldn't be bothered with, uh, I couldn't be bothered with, straight, with, with strange human beings, especially you know people showing up at your door for nonsense and uh, as I was walking across the grass with my tea the guy started walking towards me and we locked eyes and I was like oh, fuck I'm going to have to speak to him now and he said Mr Wallace and I said yeah that's correct he went oh it's, I'm, I'm glad I finally caught you and I was like right who are you and he said uh, I'm so and so from uh, Labour Party for uh, Aberdeen I was like alright oh, okay he says I've been posting flyers through your door I says yeah I know I says, I keep picking them up. He says, but I've tried you a few times and you've not been in. I says, that's because I'm at work. He says, do you have five minutes to spare to speak to me now? And I went, no. And he went, why is that? And I said, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I've been around uh, this whole area and around your state. And I no, no. I said, where have you been? I don't remember you. I've not seen you before. So where have you been for the last year, two years, three years? Why have you not been knocking on my door at that point? Why do you only knock on my door when you want something? Because you want elected. So you're knocking on my door to try and get my vote. But why don't I hear from you in between that? Why don't you bother coming to see me out with election time? Because you don't actually think about me. And the guy didn't really have an answer for me. So what I said to him was, listen, I'm not voting for anyone. So just don't knock on my door. Because uh, you only knock on my door and anyone else's door when you actually want something. So... Uh, I wasn't overly rude to him, but I was quite firm, and, uh, you know, he probably posted a leaflet through my door after that, but he certainly didn't knock again, and I, you, that kind of, I suppose, honesty um, comes from, from my dad, my dad was a very funny guy, he, he died when I was uh, 18, but uh, he was very honest and upfront with people, and he couldn't stand a lot of, a lot of nonsense, uh, and one story springs to mind with him, very similar, he was he was sitting in his living room seat and he was, my dad was medically retired um, he had a disease called myotonic dystrophy 
and uh, it, it caused him pain to move at times because his muscles were wasting and he was sitting in the living room one day and my, my dad was my idol and I was sitting looking at him and uh, he was always telling me really funny stories of things he got up to when he was younger and someone knocked on the door and uh, he never often swore my dad um, maybe he would say the word shit or you know crap or something like that but he never got really bad profanities and he not long sat down and the door went uh, and I said I'll get it and he's like no no I'll get it for fuck's sake he said who's this now and he got to the door uh, and it was a kind of young guy older than me I might have been I don't know 15 16 this guy maybe in his 20s and as the guy as my dad opened the door my dad said to him uh, what do you want which put the, the guy on his back foot and the guy said well I'm just here selling uh, selling paintings I'm an artist he said so I'd like you to look at a few of my paintings if that's okay and maybe you could maybe be interested in buying one now my dad was uh, various different things he played professional football when he was younger for Blackpool he um, he did he, he, he drove massive cranes but one of the things he was very good at is he was very good at sign writing so back in the day before you had machines that would print off the side of uh, vehicles and, and, and uh, do it very quickly it was all done by hand and my dad did that that was his job he used to like freehand uh, companies logos on the side of vehicles and stuff so he was a very good artist, my dad. But unfortunately, because of his hands, he he couldn't uh, he couldn't do it no longer. But he was very critical and very honest about what he saw. So the guy had said, "I'm a, I'm an artist," and he said, "Right, okay." He said, "Well, show me some of your stuff." So the guy proceeded to show him about three or four of these different drawings, paintings. And uh, my dad looked him dead in the eye and he said, uh, "Do you have another job?" And the guy said, "No." He said, "Well, son, I'm going to be brutally honest with you." You probably need to find one because they're shite. No one's buying that. He said, thanks for your time. And he shut the door. And uh, that was about as much patience as he had with stuff like that. And I think that's where I get some of that from. I get it from my dad. I just can't be bothered with nonsense. So uh, not that I'm saying the election's nonsense. I'm sure it means a lot to some people. It just doesn't mean that much to me. Brexit. I voted for that. Um, the first Indy ref. I voted for that. Um... And some people will say, oh, what did you vote? Uh, I voted to leave Europe. And uh, some people will say, well, the country's in a really bad way because of it now. And I actually don't see any difference. I actually don't see any difference. If, if Laura and I can walk into Deutschmann and buy two pairs of brand new shoes for less than a McDonald's, Brexit ain't that bad. Yes, I'm sure there's other things out there that will affect other people, local business, small business and all that. But from my perspective, I've not saw any change. So... Uh, you know, maybe maybe future generations will. Maybe I, maybe I'm just a bit selfish, but I haven't seen much change at the minute. So, uh, voting, MPs, SNP—they're just a waste of time in my eyes. They, they just don't do what you ask them to do. They always just change their agenda. So tomorrow is the fourth of May. So for any Star Wars fans out there, may the fourth be with you. Um, I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, Laura, not so much. And tomorrow I get my first COVID jab, so uh, I'm I'm quite excited by that because that you know I've managed to avoid COVID since it came around by ducking and diving and basically quarantining myself. But uh, I get my first COVID jab tomorrow at uh, fourteen fifty four, I think it is, which is a pretty specific time in Stonehaven. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes there's lots of people out there who have had the jab and nothing's happened to them there's other people who have had the jab and they've been ill for like five days 
or they've had a banging headache or uh, as one of my neighbours told me that felt like they had popping candy going up their arm so it just seems to affect people in different ways but uh, I'm actually quite happy I'm getting it um, I'm not uh, one of these people who thinks there's going to be a tracking device going into my arm um, you know you can look at the, you look at the numbers the numbers themselves um, just tell you there was one death today from COVID. One death out of 65 million people. That's a fantastic result. And that's because, you know, a lot of the rules are a lot of the rules are still being followed um, and the jab seems to be working. So that can only be a good thing. And when you listen to, you know, the leaders of our countries, they're talking about the 21st of June, they're getting rid of social distancing and all manner of different things, you know. That can only be a good thing. It can only be a good thing to try and get back to normal because we've been like this for far too long. Um, you know, it's been a year and, well, it's been about 14 months we've been like this and, uh, you know, last year was the blur, actual blur. No one can actually point out anything that we probably did last year and went, yeah, that's, that's probably a good, a good thing. So, COVID jab tomorrow, may the force be with you. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm okay after it because if I get the flu or anything like that, it just knocks me for six because I've got asthma, so... I really don't want to be uh, unwell, but uh, I'd rather, I suppose I'd rather be unwell for a couple of days than be on a ventilator or some or some nonsense like that. Um, Laura and I have started a, 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 a fundraiser in May, uh, and the fundraiser is for uh, Refuge. Uh, the charity is called Refuge, and it's for... Uh, mostly women and children, but also for uh, also men who have been a victim of domestic violence. It's a fantastic charity. Um, there's lots of women out there and lots of children and some men. You know, we don't ever talk about the men, but there's uh, all 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 manner of people out there who have been uh, the victim of domestic violence. Uh, and the charity is there to support people from. If they've got nowhere to go, if they just want to, you know, get a roof over their heads or, or get some sort of their support, so uh, it's a, it's really close to Laura's heart, um, and uh, we decided that uh, we would set ourselves a target, which we've met of a hundred and fifty pounds, we're at one hundred and fifty-five. Um, so to anyone who listens to the podcast and is on my Facebook or Laura's Facebook, thank you so much for your donations. Um, it's more than welcome. If you uh, if you know who I am. Um, and you're on my Facebook and you haven't donated, shame on you, um, because it only, you know, one pound, two pounds, it doesn't have to be anything special, any donation will do, uh, and I have I have warned all my Facebook friends, Instagram friends, that uh, I'll name and shame you, I'll simply just ask why you haven't donated, um, if, you, if you don't donate, I know, I know everyone won't donate, uh, but there's a few people I would have expected to do it by now, haven't done it, so uh, you know who you are, throw a couple of quid in, it's not much, but it all adds up to you know all adds up to the greater good. So we're doing ten thousand steps a day. Um, Laura bought us Fit Pros uh, last week, fifteen pounds each off of Amazon. So a budget version of uh, the Fitbit, and uh, we were doing our thing. We went out for a couple of walks just to see how we got on with them, and we smashed the ten thousand steps, no problem. And uh, I was wearing it to work one day. And um, even before I got home, I had done the 10,000 steps. So I thought to myself, this is actually going to be pretty good. I should smash this, no problem. Uh, depending on where I go for work on each day. 
it was more of a challenge for Laura because she's working from home and uh, she's at our desk most of the time so we, we were talking we we're going to do our walks after our tea but we started this on Saturday Saturday we started it and we did it on Saturday no problem um, but my Fitbit or my Fit Pro from Amazon uh, the, the face of it just fell off it was so bizarre I was standing in work having a chat to someone and the face of it just fell off I hadn't banged it I hadn't bashed it I hadn't done anything to it so the face of it fell off and I was like Laura I says well that's me screwed is it because you know it's uh, it's a much easier way of counting your steps than having your hefty phone in your pocket so uh, we decided uh, on Saturday morning before we started our walk we would go and get a couple of decent ones so I got uh, I got one sort of Samsung and Laura got a Fit Pro um, but uh, my steps seem to count up rather quickly when I'm doing the steps and Laura's getting a bit pissed off because she seems to have to walk so much more to get the same volume of steps as me and uh, she's got a little stride so she sh sh it should be me that's actually having to do, do more steps so uh, today we went out for a walk because uh, Laura had a half day um, we went for a walk with the dog and we came back home and I think I was sitting at probably about 8,000 steps maybe 8.5 Laura was sitting about 8.1 and uh, we said, right, we'll just go have a walk up to Tesco and get something for lunch. So by the time we got up to Tesco and back, I had broke the 10k mark. And I think Laura still had about 600 steps to go. So uh, she's beat it now. She's got over the 10k. We're just walking about the house and doing other things. But I'm pretty sure she thinks her Fitbit's rigged. Um, don't know why. I may have to have a look at it and see if there's, there's something to be done. So 10,000 steps a day in May for Refuge. That's, oh, that's going to be, you know, 300,000 steps, over 300,000 steps by the end of May. God knows how many kilometres, God knows how many miles. Um, I was feeling it in my back this morning. Laura was feeling it in her knee. So, and that's only three days in, but was it not your knee? What was it in? It was your hips. Sorry, she felt it in her hips. It wasn't a far off one. So she felt it in her hips. So tomorrow will be a tester to see how we get it done when I come home from work. Um, but it's good fun. So listen, for anyone out there, if you want to donate, you can easily donate. Just look me up on Facebook, um, John Wallace, um, or look me up on the Facebook, um, the Facebook One Man and His Cabin Fever, and you'll you'll be able to find me from there. Um, or alternatively, look up Laura Hogg. Um, you might see her page is private, but uh, you can maybe find it through mine. But it would be great if some people could donate more. You know, 150 was our total, and we've beat that now. It'd be great to see how much we could actually raise by the time we get to the end of May. It's a, it's a really, really good charity and uh, something well worth doing. You know, we're getting married in August, so you know I've already lost quite a bit of weight, but to walk 10,000 steps a day and watch what I'm eating for the rest of May, I think will only do me the world of good. So, um, what else? What else? Well, I don't know who watches it, and I know that some people last week had tuned or had listened to this podcast from America, Germany and Russia. And I don't know if it's on there. Uh, I don't know if you get the BBC channel over there. But one of the great TV shows over the last four or five years in, in uh, the UK has been called Line of Duty. Um, and it's about an anti-corruption squad in the police. And uh, season six, season six finale was on last night. So uh, I don't think I'll be giving anyone any spoilers. Or I might be if you're from a different country. But uh, let me just say that the finale last night to that TV show after the build up it's been over the last couple of years was utter pish um, 
I, I did not like it. I actually thought, I said to Laura, I think we've wasted time watching this. We could have been watching something else because there was no great reveal. There was no great twist. In fact, it was quite boring and unimaginative, unimaginative what, uh, what the writers did. They just tried to be, I think, too clever and it actually came off as just lazy, in my opinion. Um, you know, they're, listen, that's their job to write stuff, but, you know, you're always going to get criticism when it comes across as being lazy. And I thought it was just lazy. I thought it was lazy, lazy writing. I, 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 didn't, um, I didn't see it coming, but, you know, I don't think anyone would have saw it coming, but it wasn't a great reveal who the actual bad person was in that TV show. And I've, if I'm honest, they're talking about doing a season seven now, probably because the end of season six was so shit. And they've probably went, well, actually, we probably need to do something different now because uh, everyone's slating us. So it just shows you can be a fantastic TV show up until your latest episode because the first the fir there were seven episodes, but the first six episodes were really enjoyable. And, you know, what Laura and I said yesterday, oh, my God, we can't wait for this tonight. And we stuck it on at nine o'clock and by 10 o'clock, I was like, oh, that was shit. And it was pretty much the consensus from everyone I saw. They were all massively disappointed with the ending um don't know why people do that don't know why writers do that try and be too clever and and just end up just ruining their own show so if you do get a chance in any of these other countries where people tune in uh bbc i don't know if you get on internet tv or anything like that but uh, line of duty it's a very very good tv show i mean it really is it's just up until the end last night it was just a bit it was just a it was just really wet. It's probably the only way to describe it. It was, wasn't great. It wasn't great. So, so that's kind of where we are. So, what else have we been up to this week? Uh, not much. The, the family here across the weekend. So, everyone was having a go with the VR, uh, the Oculus Quest Two. Um, Connor was in VR chat, and uh, he was laughing his head off because he found it really funny. Because he was jumping off buildings and people were following him in VR. Um, uh, they bought The Walking Dead for it. Callum was playing that, and he actually he looked at, at one point today. He looked absolutely terrified as a zombie was walking towards him in VR. So uh, the VR is still going strong, um, and uh, we'll see we'll see what else comes out with it coming soon. I bought a cable for it so I can link up to the PC, but I've not really had a chance to sit down and work out how that works yet. So um, we'll see we'll see where that goes. And what else have been up to? Not much really. Been working, been working really hard. Well, yeah, I've been working really hard actually. Um, time seems to be flying in at work. Um, start at seven o'clock, and before you know it, it's time to go home. And uh, as far as my my mental health goes, it's been it's been okay. It's been it's been pretty good. It's uh, I'm nowhere near at the same level as I was before, as as far as panicking goes, and and. Uh, my my temperament is well, it's just completely changed to be honest with you i'm much more much more relaxed than i used to be um so that can only be a good thing and uh, like i said when you start getting dates in the diary um to go and do things i think that makes it you know you can see the you can see the end in sight from all this i think it'll be i think it'll be much much better we were talking the other day just about how it's going to affect people. You know, there's some kids who are not at nursery. Um, there's some, you know, Jamie's not been to, you know, been to college on a Friday, but not properly been to college. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who've been affected by this. 
not just, you know not just the COVID but the lockdown. But ultimately, you know, I think I think we're coming to the end of it now. Yesterday I was uh, sitting down and I was about to sit down with Drew, uh, Laura's youngest son, and we were about to watch Liverpool versus Man United. And uh, I noticed on the news that uh, the kickoff had been delayed because the Man United fans had broken in to Old Trafford. I don't know how much there was, two, three hundred, but they'd managed to make their way inside Old Trafford. And uh, they were protesting about uh, the Glazers who own Man United and they want them out of their club. It's probably one of the... Probably one of the most... Remember... It'll be the most memorable protest I've seen against an owner breaking into a football club just before the game and they did that for a purpose because they said you play when we let you um, which shows the fan power you know the, f the fans ultimately do have the power the owners own the club but without the fans they're nothing um, do I agree with what the Man United, Man United fans did yesterday no I don't I don't think they should have broken to the ground um, I think they could have protested outside it but you know what they've done it um, and I think a couple of them have been arrested now. I didn't, I didn't think they would arrest them. Laura said to me today, well, they've got arrested and banned for life. And I was like, nah, I think we'll let them go because they won't want the bad PR. They'll just want to forget about this, you know. But no, they've been arrested. So uh, it was it was interesting listening to Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher and all these guys yesterday on TV. I mean, Gary Neville speaks a lot of sense at times, but I, I, I think he might be fanning the flames here a wee bit. He probably just needs to calm down. Because people will be listening to him, and he's a Man United fan, and he's a Man United legend, and uh, some of these people out there will be taking his words literally, and uh, following. You know, fall, you know, he's he's not in any way said, go and invade the ground. Um, but you know what? He's not. I, I don't think I've seen anything from him yet that's come out and condemned any of these people. Um, and I saw a guy yesterday on a, a clip on Twitter. One of the the security guards' eye was burst wide open. And he'd stitches on it in a black eye. So, so he's obviously been assaulted on the way in. So, you know, that's a steward for Man United who's been assaulted by a Man United fan. You just got to think yourself, there's Old Trafford holds 70,000 plus people. And 300 of these people walked in and, and did this protest. So it probably just is a bad element of the Man United support. And I get why they're upset. Um, but, they, you know, I, I just don't think they should have broken the stadium yesterday because. Ultimately, all they've done is affect their team. They've affected their team because now their team's not going to be sure, you know, the next time they play, what's going to happen. You know, there's talk of deducting points from Man United. Listen, none of this stuff will happen because the FA doesn't want to. FA doesn't want to take on one of the biggest teams in the world. But can you imagine if that was uh, a smaller team like a West Brom or or a Norwich or something like that, and the fans broke into the stadium? There's no doubt they they would be deduct deducted points. Um, so we'll see when this game takes place. We'll see when this game takes place. But I hope the next time um, that the club does a bit better uh, as far as security goes. Because they knew there was going to be protests. Um, and protesting is okay. But breaking into the football club and assaulting people just to make a point. Nah, I'm not on board with that. That's uh, behaviour from the 70s and 80s. So if they get arrested and they get a ban for life, well, you know what? That's that's what you deserve, and if the Glazers don't leave, you've done it for nothing. You've done it for nothing. So yesterday was uh, was interesting as far as that was concerned. We were going to watch the football, then it got then it was delayed, and it was postponed. And um, and then ultimately after that, I, I watched yesterday for the first time ever 
Footloose. And that was because... Did I, I can't remember if I watched that before or after the football. I think it was before the football. But I'd said to Laura, I'd never actually watched Footloose before. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, no way. And I'm like, I've never watched it. Um, and I do like Kevin Bacon. I like him in Tremors. I like him in uh, Hollow Man. You know, The Sleepers. He's in a lot of great films. Um, but I'd never seen Footloose for whatever reason. And so he stuck it on yesterday. And I honestly... I loved that film. It was so good. I was laughing and uh, smiling throughout the whole film. Kenny Loggins was singing the theme tune. The guy sings Top Gun Danger Zone. So it ticked a lot of boxes for me yesterday. And and uh, when he was doing that dancing scene in the barn, if you've ever seen it, um, it was at that point I realised another movie that I love called Hot Rod with Andy Samberg, which is a comedy. Um, he does a skit in that movie of uh, pretty much pretty much that that same that same part so uh, if you've never seen footloose give it a go it was brilliant um another film i haven't seen is Flashdance, um and what is the breakfast at tiffany's or, or something like that and Ferris ferris bueller's day off i've not saw any of those the breakfast club the breakfast club that's the one yeah breakfast at tiffany's is a song so i've never saw any of them um which i'm sure laura will be well what time is it now it's it's uh, 10 to 10 to 8 so I'll probably finish this up in the next couple of minutes and we can maybe stick it on or stick one of them on. Although my, my sweetheart's yawning a little head off in the background. She's very tired, very tired. So listen, that's 40 minutes, almost 41. Um, thank you to everyone who continues to listen. Um, it is really, really appreciated. I hope you get a few smiles and a few laughs out of this. Um, don't take it too seriously. It's just me thinking, you know, it's my thoughts uh, and my memories from some of the things about like, my dad and stuff like that, which I've got loads more stories. Um, some of them I can't actually tell because they're pretty brutal, but uh, the ones I can tell are pretty funny, uh, and I'll maybe do that more um, as I go on, because uh, he was a very, very interesting character, as was my mum, uh, who's no longer with us either. So thanks to everyone who listens to this podcast. It's, it's, uh, it's an enjoyable thing to do, an enjoyable process. And the time flies when I'm doing it. So uh, it's Monday, back holiday Monday. I hope you've all had a fantastic week off. Um, a 4D week, short week this week. So uh, Friday will be around before you know it and it'll be the weekend again. Um, so have a great week, everyone. Um, and I hope that uh, the next weekend is good to you. Thanks now. Bye-bye. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are happy and free. Happy days. These days are all. Share them with me. Goodbye, gray sky, hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. So right, it can't be wrong, rocking and rolling all week long.